This is Kelsey Leonard, and you're listening to Valiantly Spoken. Today I'm talking with John Prescott. You might have known him as Scott Metcalf when he was at Valley Class of 99, about his career in acting and his new venture into owning a pottery studio in L.A. After Valley Catholic, I went to Emerson College in Boston and graduated in 2003 after doing uh, semesters in addition to Boston in the Netherlands and one out here in LA. I came out to LA afterwards, lived here for four years, and then got a job in New York, lived there for four years, and then came back here with another job. And I've been here since 2012. In January, I opened a pottery studio in downtown Los Angeles. I'm in the South Park District of downtown LA near the Staples Center. And what we do is we teach people the craft of pottery, either with one-time lessons, weekly ongoing classes, and then we also offer memberships for people who know their way around the pottery studio. And we also do private events, actually. That's awesome. How'd you get into doing that? Yeah, it's weird. If you told me I'd be doing this 10 years ago, I'd tell you you're crazy. But, you know, acting had always been my thing. That's what I went to college for. That's what I did out here. That's what took me to New York. I, I did a soap opera for a while in New York, and then I came back here on a on a different TV show called The Client List and uh, stayed, you know, the West Coast is familiar and there's more work out here in the, you know, film and TV world. So that was what I've been doing. And uh, when I moved back here in 2012, I I just took up pottery as a hobby. Um, A friend of mine asked me if I wanted to take a one-time class and I said, sure, not thinking anything of it. And after the class, I was able to, apply the cost of that class to my first month's membership and I just threw myself into it total immersion got obsessed I was there for you know several hours every evening and uh, took a couple classes and then actually it's kind of taught myself um, you know by trial and error watching a bunch of YouTube videos and talking to people since then I've taken a lot of other you know classes and workshops and stuff but it just slowly evolved into something more uh, the first kind of big step in that evolution was being able to sell my my craft, being able to sell my wares around town at a couple shops. And then a friend of mine took over a pottery studio. She bought it from someone who was just ready to retire. And she asked me if I would teach at her pottery studio, not ever considering that as a possibility, nor the fact that I would be qualified to do such a thing. But I actually took to it, quite liked it, um, was just teaching one class a week. It was never anything that was going to you know, take over my, my main source of income or anything like that. But I decided, you know, thinking about it for, I guess now, maybe the better part of two years. And at the end of last year, I, um, what, what, when was it? The end of, yeah, I guess, wow, here we are. Just time flies. Uh, about a year and a half ago, I created a business plan for this endeavor. And then I signed my lease in November of last year. And I opened in January, and we had a fantastic first couple of months, and then everything got shut down from the stay-at-home order. And just found out yesterday, actually, that LA, I can open at um, 50% capacity. So that's really exciting. That's get really busy. Oh, yay. That's so exciting. Are you acting anymore, or are you full-on pottery? Yeah. I, I mean, not at the moment. I, the fortunate, uh, it was a fortunate circumstance. I was planning to open just based on when I signed my lease and when I was ready to open in mid-December, which is kind of a weird time to open when you think about it right before the holidays. And um, I, I, I guess the, the universe was kind of telling me that. And 
I got an offer to do a Christmas movie. I've done a Christmas movie at least one a year for the past like five years. I guess it's kind of a, a niche that I, that I fit into these things that, you know, air probably on Hallmark or Lifetime channel or something like that. Really predictable and wholesome, but you know, they're, they're fun to do. And so it gave me some money, which was nice, but then it also, you know, uh, made it okay for me to open on January 4th, which is I think a better, better day to open than right before the holidays. So what's your plan moving forward? I imagine that there's not a lot of acting happening in the current world. No, I mean, I've had a couple of auditions via Zoom as we're doing here, um, but it's really been dry. Um, and also, I, like, I'm not really available to do acting work right now, which is a decision that, that I you know, made knowing that that would be the case. I can do you know, jobs that are maybe one, maybe two days right, right now, but you know, it takes me out of the running for a lot. And that's okay. Like, this is what I want to do. This is great. In, independent of acting, this is something that I'm just so excited to come and do every day. And there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of fear that was, you know, involved, I think, in the, in the making of the decision to do it or to not do it. It's, it's uh, I think, a little, most of the time, easier to stay the course. And sometimes that's the smart decision. But I, I don't have a family and I, um, you know, that I'm, that I'm supporting or anything like that. I uh, am, I have a, you know, good degree of confidence, but also humility. I, I, I want to learn a lot in addition to teach. And it just, it just seemed like a really exciting opportunity. I'm so glad I'm doing it. So when did you start acting? Did you actually start acting at Valley Catholic? I did. Yeah. I uh, took it up. I think it was the end of my sophomore year when I was acting out to some, in some way, shape or form in Mrs. Carlin's class. And she did the best thing. Uh, one of the best, she just dealt with me in a wonderful way, which was not to reprimand me necessarily, but to, you know, politely steer my energy in a different direction. And she told me and my mom that I needed to go to Mrs. Larson's drama class. Mrs. Larson, uh, was was a drama teacher until I think a couple of years after I left Valley. She was there for, you know, I, I don't know, somewhere between five and 10 years probably. And she's, you know, I think the most influential teacher I've ever had in my life. Wonderful woman, one who I still keep in touch with every time I'm in Portland, I see her and uh, she's doing, she's doing great considering a lot of, she lost her husband, Mark actually, who did the, did the set design for all the plays that I think the five plays that I was in while I was there. Um, so that was sad, but she is just trooper and going strong. Do you feel that had it not been for Valley, you might not have gotten into acting? Yeah, who knows? I had a terrible junior high school experience. It was, it was terrible. I, 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 moved to, um, I moved to Oregon in the summer before fifth grade. Fifth grade was great. Sixth grade wasn't. Seventh and eighth grade were just no good. I, there was, you know, there was socially was, was the thing when in, in sixth grade when I became unpopular because some rumor was spread about me and I, you know, vehemently defended myself instead of just like letting it brush off and you know not I'm not you know defending necessarily the, the bullies or you know making myself responsible but you know there are people do things and we have ways of, of dealing with them and and I wasn't equipped to deal with them at that point and I, my solution was to not go to Lake Oswego High School and to apply at a few different schools and I did and and Valley was the one that just seemed like the best, the best fit. I'm, I'm so glad I went there. It was, it gave me a, a fresh place to start from, you know, instead of going from the grade school I went to, which channeled into junior high school, which had, you know, six schools go to 
to it and ah, it was just, it, it wasn't any good. So the, my creative self, which I think was, you know, dampened a lot in junior high school. And I was just trying to be invisible because that was, that was much more comfortable and I was able to survive by being invisible instead of, you know, thriving. I was able to, you know, not overnight, but come out of that shell at Valley and, and, and do everything that I, that I wanted to do. I mean, I, I started out just playing sports and then when I went over to the drama, I, you know, I, I, I did that. I had the opportunity to be in a number of plays and musicals and we had a, we had a great time on the golf team. That was the only sport I played four years, but we had, we had a lot of fun out there and, and I was able to do all these things. I, I did, you know, student government. It was a small enough school that, you know, the, the opportunities were there. Cool. So is any of your pottery available online for anyone who might be interested? Um, to, to purchase it, not honestly, not really at the moment. I am just now getting, you can see these shelves over here. Um, for those listening, you can't, sorry, but I, I'm building those. I've got a couple more pieces of wood there, wood over there. That's going to be my retail space. And I, I you know, that, that, that's not the primary function of this business. Um, but when I opened, I figured at some point I'll get that. So I'm just kind of getting that up and running. Uh, the main, yeah, the, the, the main course in the, the business involves getting people in here to, you know, sit down on the potter's wheel or to hand build and to teach them or to, uh, you know, help, help um, encourage them along their way. Uh, but I think in the coming months, there will be some stuff online on the throwclayla.com website. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with us before we wrap up? I think it's just the, the, the courage to head in a direction that is unknown uh, is a scary thing and something you will have a lot more success doing if you surround yourself with people who are supportive and know what they're doing, which I'm fortunate enough to have uh, both in my family and in my friends and professionally. Um, couldn't have done this without them. And, um, you know, if, if you don't know what you want to do, I, the, there was a teacher who I, I never actually had in, in, in high school. Uh, Mrs. Carlin would be able to, I, I think, remember his name, but he was a guy who had, I think he'd been a lawyer. He was in the FBI for a while and he came in to teach. I was in mock trial, um, with a bunch of other people, um, a bunch of people who took AP classes and then me who was in drama. And, um, and, and, and this guy was just, I, I remember him just because he, he had such a fascinating trajectory. He, he, he did this thing. He was a teacher. He was a lawyer. He was an FBI agent. He did all these different things. And that's totally fine. I don't know what the number is, but there are a lot of different careers, I think, that the average person goes through this day and age. And they can be related or they can be totally separate. Like mine are both in the creative realm, but, you know, life is short and all we got is now. And, you know, if, if you keep asking yourself, you know, should I do this? And the answer keeps being, why wouldn't I, as, as it was for me, then it's, it's, it's time to do it. It's time to do it. Your life will be more interesting and your life will have a greater effect on the lives of people who you come into contact on a day-to-day -day basis, which is what I hope Throw Clay LA does for this community. That's beautiful. I think that it's really important to keep in mind for all of us that we can change careers whenever we want. We can do anything different. 
You, yeah, you can. And, and like I said, like I, I, I didn't, I don't have a lot of imperatives. I, I mean, I do have a mortgage to pay, but I don't have kids at this stage in the game. Um, and, and I'm, I'm able to, I think, take, take a risk and, and, you know, everybody, everything has, has a, a risk of, you know, some degree and, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's up to you to calculate that risk. But, um, I'm, I'm the kind of person who, who definitely is more ready to go into the unknown. Um, I think that's, that's where, that's where the, the gems of life are hidden. Thanks, John, and best of luck on your reopening. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. As always, Valiantly Spoken is sponsored by your Alumni Advisory Committee. See you next time.